things first. This is about truth telling. I have no agenda. Zero. I always have questions. What's the problem? That's just who I am. This is what no mercy is all about. Hey, here I come. You can book it. Ah. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Breath taking a move that I make. I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave. The soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of No Mercy, coming at you as I love to do multiple times during the week, wherever you find your podcast, your free podcast especially, you can definitely find No Mercy with yours truly, Stephen A. Smith. We're here in our studios, thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sports betting company of the No Mercy podcast. Also, gold is the silver bullet for protecting and building your wealth. Call my friends. At Legacy Precious Metals at 866-257-3080. That's 866-257-3080. Or download your free investing kit by visiting them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. You know, <clears throat> you often hear me say, Stevie A. Love the kids. He sure does. Now that is a line that I will openly admit I've stolen. Because one of my favorite comedians of all time has been Martin, Martin Lawrence, to be exact. His show, Martin. Uh, I love it. I practice, I watch it all the time. I watch the re-airs, the reruns all the time. It was a hit show in the 90s for about five seasons. Um, and I always steal that line, Stevie A. Love the kids. He sure does. Because Martin Lawrence used to say that all the time. But I got to tell you something. It's not an exaggeration. It's true. Because... <clears throat> at certain times in life, on far too many occasions when we look at things in this day and age, we think about our own individual success and we're so prioritized and so preoccupied, rather, with the struggles, the trials and tribulations, and this insatiable appetite to hold on to what we have that we don't really, really think about those on the come up who deserve our assistance, our guidance, our help and being willing to extend a helping hand. A lot of times we might think folks don't know anything. Guess what? A lot of times we may know they know. We may know they know just as much, if not more. They pay attention to things that, they, that we don't pay attention to. They're younger, wet behind the ears, breath smelling like Similac, might not have a mortgage just yet, kids to take care of or whatever the case may be, whatever excuse we come up with. There's a reason we don't extend ourselves to help out other people. I'm proud to say that Janet Smith, God rest her soul, raised a different kind of man because helping out is always something I've tried to do. In this particular podcast, we're going to talk a lot of basketball, but not entirely basketball. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk to an individual who's doing some very, very special things. On YouTube, he's got about five different YouTube channels. He's got a channel that KOT4Q, King of the Fourth Quarter, you know, 
He's doing a lot of special things. Got more than 1.3 million followers on one channel. He's making stuff happen. He knows his basketball. I've watched him. And I'm going to have the pleasure of getting ready to talk to him right now. He's a special dude. And I think that as we move forward and we pay attention to what's going on in the world of basketball, his opinion is one that you're going to want to hear about in the days, the weeks, the months, and yes, the years to come. He's only 26, 26 years old. I think that's it. I got to ask him. I think that's how old he is. But he's special. I like him a lot, and I'm looking forward to talking to him. His name is Kenny Beecham, and he's up next on No Mercy with yours truly. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh-huh. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? My guest is a Chicago-based content creator and social media influencer who turned his love for the game of basketball into a successful media and lifestyle brand. With nearly 2 million subscribers across his many platforms, he's been called one of the Internet's top basketball minds. We'll find out about that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to co-creator of Enjoy Basketball, the one and only Kenny Beecham. What's going on, Big Time? How are you, man? How's everything? Nice to meet you. Man, man, man. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I love doing these type of things because I'm always worried about the intro. You nailed it. That's the best one I ever got. No, please, man. I got to I got to give you love, man. First of all, let me say this, man. I'm proud of you, man. Um, I, I, I got an opportunity to see some of your work. You do know your basketball. I give you credit. Now, you've you disagreed you. with me a couple of times. How dare yeah. you? How dare you yeah. do such a thing? But hey, I'm that's, only that's part of the love. That's <laughs> part of, of course, the love, right? Of course. Of course. It's no, it's no problem at all. Let me ask you this. I mean, you grew up with dreams of, of, of an NBA career from what I read. Uh, you know, w- what happened with that? Talk to me about your basketball skills and, and, and how you came to be such a lover of the game. Yeah, so uh, Pops is 5'9", Moms is 5'1". So you, <laughs> I had to realize that I wasn't going to get to the six-foot guy. So uh, when I realized that I stopped growing at 5'7", five, five, I'm like, okay, we got to parlay this to something different. Right. Um, and my uncle, he's, he was one of the top high school guards here in Chicago. Um, so he installed the love of basketball to me and then all of his sons, too. On the weekends, we used to just hang out and just it was either playing 2K or we was at the park playing real basketball. So mm. um, immediately through that, I just fell in love with the game. Started all the way back. I think it was like 03. And for me, mm. 03 is seven years old. So uh, just that moment, man, those, those moments are great. I just love the game too much. Who was your favorite player growing up? Uh, favorite player growing up is Allen Iverson. Got the sneakers be- behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, signed the AI himself. Um, it was a specific game. I, my only like super, super young basketball memory is watching Allen Iverson versus Jamal Crawford when he was a bull because we ain't had cable. So if you weren't watching the Bulls, you weren't watching basketball. So mm-hmm. those two dudes was duking it out. I think um, Jamal Crawford ended up like 45. AI had mm-hmm. like 50. And right. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is what I'm here for. This is what now, I love. Now, 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 let me remember. Let me remind you when I introduced you, you are a Chicago based dude. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chicago, right? I, I mean, yep. and it was Allen Iverson instead of Michael Jordan. 
Well, I was born in 96. Okay. So I didn't get well, to experience. Well, still 96, 97, 98. You still experienced three championships. I Technically, yeah. Technically. But, you know, I, I was sitting on Pop's lap watch and not really realizing the greatness that was in front right. of me. Um, gotcha. But obviously, you know, we, we go through the archives. We watch as much as we can. But I wasn't there to experience what it was actually like in the 90s for, for Mike. So... Um, once I started watching, which is around that time, AI was the king of the world to me. You know, a, a short king going out there winning MVPs, going to the NBA finals. Right. Like that was my love right there. I got to look. I'm, I'm just reading my notes here because I want to make sure I got this right when I'm talking about you, my man. You're described as an American game YouTuber and podcast host. You've got five YouTube channels. I don't know what the <laughs> hell is wrong with. Uh, I don't know why you got five instead of one, but damn it, it's working for you. So who am I? You know, obviously known on social media as KOT4Q. That's short for King of the Fourth Quarter. Known for your NBA quizzes, vlog style videos, and NBA 2K fantasy basketball gameplay videos. Do I got everything right thus far? That's that's about right, yeah. 446,000 Twitter followers, 174,000 Instagram followers, 1.3 million YouTube subscribers on your KOT4Q uh, page, 560,000 YouTube subscribers on his Kenny For Real page, okay? 84,000 subscribers <laughs> on your Kenny 13 Ace Ball, a page for baseball. So it ain't just basketball. It's baseball. Mm. What the hell is going on, man? I mean, I, I, how many jobs are you trying to steal? Because, I mean, hey. you know, you know, baseball. Baseball, you know, basketball. I learned from the best. Okay. I learned from the best. Okay. I, I mean, between seeing you and your work ethic, seeing people in my personal life work ethic, I know that one thing I'm going to love to do is work. And, mm-hmm. and my job is simple. I watch basketball, I watch baseball, and I talk about it. It don't get much better than that. So I, I'm passionate about my work. I'm passionate about my craft. And I found out very early on that I love creation. You said five channels. Gotcha. Every one of them have a different topic. It's basketball here. It's wow. baseball here. We, we talking about anime on one. You know, it's like... My passion for creation is out of this world, and I, I, you know, I tied that with sports. Well, let's break that down because I want everybody. I mean, listen, listen. I got some followers, my damn self. Okay, so let's let's break this down so our audience can know exactly where to find you. Break down each channel and what yeah. each channel offers. Okay, so the the big one, the one point three million subscribers, is KLT for Q. Uh, stands for King of the Fourth Quarter, a name I came up with when I was thirteen years old when I first started uh-huh. YouTube. I've obviously grown out of that name, so that's why some of the other channels have gone away from it. But that's the gaming channel. That's where we play NBA 2K mostly. Um, it's it's definitely catered towards the, the teenage kids trying to get into the game or love gaming in itself. Kenny mm-hmm. Farrell is the is my passion piece, where it's basically like this, me and the camera, and we talk about hoops. You know, okay. uh, I don't have the rights for NBA footage, so I have to, like, get people to watch without showing highlights and stuff. So gotcha. it's like trying to figure that out. Um, Kenny Baseball is exactly that. You know, the baseball season starting up. We're watching the WBC right now. So we talk in baseball. Yeah. Um, one of them is about anime and stuff. You know, like, I just, yeah. there's no time in the day where... I feel like I'm not working. And I don't mean that in the bad sense. I have a, a wife and, and a kid. So like I'm obviously spending time with them as well. But right. like this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I love to do. And if it's if it's able to be content created around it, best believe I'm gonna be doing it. When did you first realize that you could build an audience? It's one thing to want to talk about basketball, want to talk about sports, period, because obviously you're not just limited to basketball. But it's another thing entirely to feel like you can go out on your own and create 
a, a, a channel that people will gravitate to to talk about basketball. There's for this linear television, there's social media and beyond. But for some reason, you felt like you could pull this off and you've done it. So major props to you. When did you first know you could do that? You know, for the first couple of years, I was doing it like through the first three years of content creation. I had less than 100 subscribers. I was just doing it strictly right. because I like doing th- stuff like this. Okay. And then the channel started to grow and everything. And then um, it, it just for, for like the very first time, it was just numbers to me. I see X amount of subscribers, but I didn't really think about processing. That's that's real people. And then I start to meet people in public that say, hey, Kenny, listen, I don't watch basketball as much as I used to, but I'll tune into your channel to see what's going on around the league. And when I'm starting to get these interactions with people in real life, it's like, man, this is this is a real thing. I was just doing it because I like talking to a camera. It, it could be zero people watch me right now, Stephen A., and I'm still going to do it because that's what I like to do. But the fact that we do have, like you mentioned, almost two million subscribers across all these platforms, it just makes it better because, I mean, I get messages. I'm sure you, you probably see this a lot too. Yeah. Many people in public saying they're like, hey, you got me through some tough times. And that's that's what I do this for. I, I love to entertain. Let me ask you this question, too, because on your website, it says you are, quote, positive first media and lifestyle brand for fans who just want to enjoy the game of basketball. People are tired of the hot takes and negative sports culture. So we uplift the game through our content and community. Why do you feel there's negativity in sports culture? Well, I I think that it boils down to the fact that people People understand that they enjoy the game of basketball, right? You you mm-hmm. wouldn't even care about the NBA if you didn't have some type of love mm-hmm. towards the game. Mm-hmm. But be but because there are so many things on the outside, it kind of sucks people in to not just looking at. I'll, I'll use a guy like um, Joel and B for an example, um, just because you know he has the, the narrative or the ideas around him being a foul merchant and stuff like that. Of course, he gets to the free throw line with the best of them. Right. But like instead of thinking about like the footwork that even got to the point where he got his defender jumping. We start mm-hmm. to be like, oh, here's another free throw. You know, it's in my eyes, there's nothing more pure than a game of basketball. Mm. And, and down to down to the squeaking of the shoes, to the game winning shots, there's nothing more pure than that. And I think that a lot of us have that same sentiment, but we show it differently. And I, I want people to just watch the game and show it the same way that I do, which is just like admiring what we really got. We got two of the best centers in basketball going head to head for an MVP award. And I'm not right. discounting Giannis because we love Giannis too. But right. like they're going against each other very soon. Right. And I know there's going to be a lot of narratives created mm-hmm. around Jokic versus Embiid in that specific mm-hmm. game. But in reality, we just need to look at it and be like, man, last time they played against each other, it was one of the best games of the season. Who so was your favorite team? Again. Who was your favorite team growing up? Um, I'm a Bulls fan. Uh, okay. Chicago through and through. I'm going someplace with this because mm-hmm. if you have a problem with the way the Bulls play against the Knicks, mm-hmm. is that negativity or is it just truth? No, no, it is just truth. So, right. so, and you know this as as a fan of the Knicks, we're like we are harder on our own favorite teams than any of the other twenty nine. Right. And of I course. think that's true for me as well. I, I try to like enjoy the game, but I'm also in the world of realism, and nothing is perfect. Right. Right. So so my Bulls right now, we were the one seed going into all star break last year and we're fighting for the 10th seed right now. I'm going to the United Center to watch them boys play, but I'm not walking in extremely excited all the time because I know what the season has held. So I think there is a balance between what I'm talking about and, and having some type of criticism towards it. But I would ask you about the balance in all honesty. And I'm just I'm literally asking you because I'm curious as to what you're thinking. Forget what I feel. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about you. This interview is about you. And what I'm saying is when we talk about negativity, like if you walk in and you know that Zach Levine has been given two hundred and fifteen million. Mm-hmm. 
and the expectations by the team collectively hasn't been met. And for some reason, you might decide that you need to be critical of him. It's based on that salary. It's based on what you think you're getting from him, not just in terms of production, but energy, fervor, etc. And if there's a question mark about that and somebody points that out, my issue is you've got people that would label that as negativity. When in, in my eyes, it's like, no, it's actually just truth. I mean, not yep. about Zach Levine again. I'm just using him as an example. I'm simply pointing out that when you're watching sports, it's not just about the game, but it's about what goes into the game and whether or not you're maximizing your potential. As a guy that gauges all of this because you watch basketball the way that you do, don't you take that into consideration when, when, when you're judging what you're seeing? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we can stick on the Bulls for that example, just because again they're okay. they're disappointed for our own standards of what we okay. hold, uh, held them to. Uh, we traded away all these picks to get Vucevic into town. The seventh overall pick, Franz Wagner, is looking good, and we might give them another lottery pick. And Vucevic is going to be a free agent. He ain't lived up to the hype. We okay. can agree to those things. We can talk about those things. But at the end of the day, we still have to recognize that, like, since since the All Star break, Zach Levine's averaging thirty points per game. That's He's right. Looking pretty good. Yeah. Since since this season, Vucevic has become an underrated player because we attached him to the picks we gave away. We attached mm-hmm. attach him to Wendell Carter Jr. He's not the all-star. That's really not the all-star. But right. he is still, at this point, a good NBA player. And I think, again, there is a balance between these two. When I think about the game, the, the idea of enjoying basketball, it's not the things that you're talking about right now because it is important that we are critical of these type of things because there is no conversation to be had if we don't have these type of conversations. But what I'm more, more talking about is like, my favorite player, my favorite player is Giannis. So because of that, all of my tweets and everything that I talk about is anti Joel Embiid. Those are the yeah, type of ridiculous. things that I don't mess with. I got like, you. When we when we talk I, and enjoy the right. game, I think we can enjoy the game, but also being critical of its players in the right circumstances, in the right context. Right? If we say that oh Zach Levine is underperformance, is keeping that as an example because of the contract, I think that's fair. But we can't come out here and say that he's a bum. And those right. are two different things. I totally agree with you there. We, there's no argument there. But what about somebody that looks at Anthony Davis the other day? Because you know your basketball. Mm-hmm. And LeBron is out. And you're trying to avoid the play-in. You're in a position to, get to, to, to improve to 500. I'm talking about the other night, not last yep. night. Yep, yep, you're yep. in a position to improve to 500. Anthony Davis against the Houston Rockets does not play at all. Because you played the yep. night before. Now, mm-hmm. something like that. People are like looking at it and like it. It I love Anthony Davis, but it drives me crazy because I'm like, how can this see the the season is waning? You're on the verge of missing out on the playoffs. LeBron is out. You're supposed to be that star, okay? And you elect not to play just because you played the night before. I don't give yeah. a damn what the team told them, Kenny. I don't give a damn what the team told them. You got to play that game. What about yeah. somebody that looks at that and they might not think that's negative at all? That's just reality. Um, I think that I think you're right. I think that is reality. I think it goes down to the point that you can lose any game in any night. They looked at the Houston Rockets and say, hey, they got 15 wins on the season. We we can beat them without Anthony Davis. And if you watch that game, killing the glass, killed on the glass. They needed a big body. Okay. Kevin Porter Jr. had seven offensive rebounds. He's he's six four. Right. You know, so like those are the things we should have these conversations about because as you mentioned, they are this close to missing the playoffs completely. And a game like that, when you look at the teams that are beneath them and the teams that are one spot above them, that game might matter. At the end of the season, the fact mm. that they let 19 year old Jabari Smith Jr. give them the work and they got mm. outdid by those dudes. If Anthony Davis is on their course, Stephen A., we all know they win that game. That's right. 
No question so, about it. Let me ask you what this, what do you feel about analytics? Because you've, you've, you've heard a lot of people, like for me personally, analytics has always been a part of the game. Mm-hmm. Pat Riley was implementing it in the 80s for crying out loud. This is not new. It's just that it's become a bit more conspicuous in this day and age because of presidents of basketball operations, GMs, some coach with their analytic approach to the game. That was kind of things. I'm of the mindset that I don't mind analytics. I mind a dependency on it. I mind it when there's a system or an organization in place that's trying to tell you they're doing great because the analytics show they're doing great, but they got 18 wins on the season with with, with five games to go. That's a problem for me. What are your thoughts about that? I I think there has to be a balance, right? There has to be a balance. We saw uh, analytics gets to the point where P.J. Tucker was guarding Anthony Davis in the playoff series as a five. You know what I'm saying? It's like the threes and layup things – I think we're kind of past that at this point. We've seen the mid-range jump shot come back and back. But again, going back to my Bulls, because that's what I do, uh, we're one of the lowest frequency three-point shooting teams in basketball. It's not that we can't shoot them. We just don't. And I think that boils down to analytics. Three is greater than two. And in a lot of cases, you got to hang with the people that's hitting three. You know, so I think you can have a balance because, I mean, as much basketball as I watch, I can't get to every single game. I, I, I like looking at like a defensive rating can go a long way as far as having a conversation about what makes a good defensive team versus a bad defensive team. But it, mm-hmm. it does have its limitations. And I right. think the limitations is saying that right now, if you look at the advanced analytics, Nikola Jokic is the best defensive player in basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, the eye test is saying a lot different than that. It's saying a lot different than that. <laughs> so Absolutely. You, have to, you have to have the balance between the eye test and the analytics for it to be to be ran uh, a successful organization, but also as a fan of the game. How do you think you've garnered so many followers for your brand and what you've been able to do? What do you think the reason for your success has been? I I try to keep it as real as possible. When I don't know something, I will genuinely say, I do not know. And I I think that people recognize that and appreciate that because, again, as much basketball as I know, I can't watch every single possession of every game. I can't be tuned in to every third uh, coach on the bench. I can't know everything. So when when I present present uh, content to my, my people, they have an idea that, okay, if Kenny is talking about it, he's damn sure about it. You know what I'm saying? He's confident in these things that he's talking about because he knows that if he doesn't know, he's not going to speak on it or he's going to do the research to speak on it. And I think I think that well, one of my goals when I start to feel uh, feel like I was guarding this, 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 this plethora of people that was watching is to try to give the next generation another way to do it. Nothing mm-hmm. against the way you did it, Stephen A., because you mm-hmm. grinded your ass off through schooling and being an intern and writing and all of that stuff. But I think as we get back, when we get to this internet age, I, I didn't. I don't have a college degree. Right. I don't have a college degree. I, I didn't go to school to be on the microphone or to write or anything like that. And I think there mm-hmm. can be different avenues. So I think people so might I. look at me. Uh huh. I said, so do I. That's why you're on. That's why you're on with me now. Because I want want people. Listen, if I didn't want people to know about you, I wouldn't have you on. I want people to know about you. That's the whole point. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So so I just want because there's going to be people and you you probably agree to this as well. The next generation is going to be doing what we do 10 times better. And, And if I can be a pioneer to like the next generation of content creators around the game of basketball, hell, I'm gonna do it. I'm proud of you for having that attitude. I know I do. You know, my pastor always says there's no success without a successor. I mean, that's the thing that we've got to pay attention to is you spearhead the movement for young guys on the come up, young guys and ladies on the come up, showing them a different way to do things. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. Let me ask you this. Your brand has collaborated with the NBA and gotten millions of impressions. I I don't think we can ignore that. New York Knicks, Rockets, Brooklyn Nets, Chicago Bulls. Tell us about that for a second. 
So yeah, um, I used to end almost every video as like, enjoy the games tonight. As simple yep. as that, enjoy the games tonight. Um, and then it just got deeper and deeper to enjoy basketball. And, and right now, it's not even just about basketball anymore. It's going into other sports. It's just in general, the idea of enjoy. They're like, you don't have a lot of time on this earth. So if there are things that you like, just like them and just do them the way you like. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we've collaborated with some really cool brands and, and a lot of people really enjoy the message. Uh, a lot of the players that I have connections with or talk to really enjoy the message because obviously they're living this life of people criticizing them for the small little intricacies yep. of this efficient deficiencies in their game and stuff so they right. i love the idea of enjoy and hopefully you know it becomes something bigger um and we can have more people supporting the brand or even if you don't even support the brand but like support the mindset behind the brand as far as yeah. like hey the game started at six o'clock i'm sitting down and man that jump shot was crazy that dunk was crazy and we just sit back and enjoy it mm -hmm. you know i'm not gonna let you get on out of here without talking to you about a couple of things that you've said okay. sir for okay. example you had a february 23rd youtube podcast where you critiqued my picks for the <laughs> nba players who have the most pressure oh, yeah. this season i want you to talk about that i mean i had cp3 up there james harden yeah. up there yeah. i had i had what i, I think I, jason tatum was definitely up there i yep. forgot who else i had for crying out I, loud I because i do so many had, damn uh, shows uh, well, go ahead <laughs> right you had Kawhi Leonard up there I think that's that was right. my, yes, my biggest uh, point of contention. Not that that's wrong because the Clipper, I think the Clippers as a whole has a uh, have a bunch right. of pressure. But like right. I look at Kawhi Leonard, is it, like if they don't win a championship this season, I don't think right. I think any differently of Kawhi. It's more about the idea of like what the Clippers sent out and what they tried to build. So right. I didn't agree with that one. Um, and I think the Tatum one, I think I, I didn't agree with mostly because with Tatum tw like twenty four, he's younger than right. I am. Okay. And he's been to three conference finals. He's been to an NBA right. finals. And I, I understand your rationalization behind it. Like, right. I just don't necessarily agree that. Well, who would you replace them with? Well, who, I, I mean, I where, 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 what was your list? I mean, yeah, you, you <laughs> critique my list. What was your list, Kenny? What was your list? So I agreed on a lot of things. I think that James Harden, for sure. Chris yep, Paul, no. come on, man. You got Kevin around on your team now. It's now or never. Right. Um, Joel Embiid, I agree with that one. Um, but I think that the, the two that I didn't agree with were, were Jason Tatum and... and um, Kawhi Leonard. Right. And, you know, we live in a world of round numbers. We want fives. We want tens. If you would have kept the list at three, man, well, listen, I, I wouldn't have had nothing to talk about that well, day. Well, <laughs> well, let me throw this by you. Let me let me, let me, let me get your opinion about what I'm going to say here. Okay. With Kawhi Leonard, remember what I said. It ain't about the two-time champion, two-time yeah. NBA Finals MVP. We know, what, we know how lethal this brother is when he's on the court. You practically blackmailed the Clippers to bring you on board. You yeah. told them you was going to the Lakers unless they went out and traded the farm to bring Paul George up in there, right? You got everything. I mean, you got helicopters. You got private jets. You got manicures, pedicures, massage therapy. You got everything that you need, okay? You, you, you go in the bubble. You lose a 3-1 lead to Denver, all right? You, 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 and primarily because you didn't want to be there. You didn't want to be there. You made it very, very clear you didn't want to be there. I take those things into consideration. I wasn't talking about in terms of the resume, like your basketball credentials are compromised. I'm saying when you hold a team hostage like that and then you ain't available because somehow, some way, you can't get healthy. No matter this age of technology, no matter how strong you are, no matter what a billionaire owning organization in Balmer and they give you everything you need, some, for some reason, you can't get healthy. If you're on a basketball court and y'all still fold, that's a problem. Is that a wrong position to take? This is why you're the greatest. You convinced me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You just convinced me again. I'm like, I, okay, we can add him to the list. Okay, but he, he got to be less. He's got to be. He's got to be. Yeah, he was less. He was less. Okay. He was less on my list. He okay. was less. Right. He was. You, I had him at five. Me. You convinced I, me. You convinced Tatum. Me. 
Tatum, Uh-oh. only this. He got plenty of time. He's a star the whole bit. Here's my thing. Philly's going to come up. Embiid is starving. We got that. James Harden trying to get his money. Okay, Maxie's going to come up. We know this, right? And then in the case of Milwaukee, they making a statement they ain't going anywhere. They ain't going nowhere. Not only did we win the title two years ago, we should have had it last year. Middleton was healthy. We think we're better, okay? We we got we got Crowder from Phoenix, the team we beat two years ago. We look at Grayson Allen and the rest of our crew, uh, uh, Portis as well, uh, Brooke Lopez having a lights-out season. We think we're the best. They're not fading anywhere. You see how Giannis's mentality is. Because Tatum performed the way that he did in the finals and those Milwaukee footsteps are coming, my attitude is it's not going to get easier. It's only going to get harder. Plus, we've heard rumors that Jalen Brown would actually like to be gone to be the face of his own franchise. So we don't know what that's going to materialize into. That was my argument for Tatum. Now that you say what? And I, I respect that, but I started looking at like Philly, hypothetically, if Philly don't turn out to do the things that they think they okay. can do, I, I think there's a world that James is gone. You say he wants his money. I think that is very, very true. I think that this this version of their team could look dramatically different come offseason, all depending on what happens in the postseason. Milwaukee's not going nowhere. Right. But they are the oldest team in basketball right now. And, and the Boston Celtics are one of the younger contending teams. I'm okay. just saying you can, you might be able to convince yourself that Milwaukee might age out of this. Chris Middleton's a free agent this season. He's not going nowhere, I don't think. But he's also uh, 30 plus years old. Drew Holiday's right. already 30 plus years old. But Lopez right. is about 30 plus. But you can't so bring you, up Drew Holiday because he's elevated. He yeah, hasn't no, he, diminished. This is best he's basketball in his career. This is uh, but but you could probably convince yourself if you're the Boston Celtics or Jason Tatum. They're like they gonna have a little run. Give give them two years. We feel like. Me at now 27 years old, this is where my prime is really started. I might be in pseudo MVP conversations now, but I'm 24. So when right. I'm 27, I can't imagine the type of player I might be. So mm. he can convince himself that the fans could probably convince themselves that you're in Boston. But the, the, there is pressure for sure. Don't do not get me wrong. There is pressure there. But I don't I don't agree with it being top five in pressure considering all of those things. Fair enough. But I will repeat my question for the third time. If you're going to take the Kawhi out and you're going to take Tatum out. Now, you just agree with me. I put Kawhi last, so I got you there. But you said Tatum. Who you replacing him with? What's the name, Kenny? I mean, you missed the basketball, man. You missed the basketball. I'm I'm talking to Mr. Basketball right now. Now, I'm Stephen Naismith. I'm Stephen Naismith. But you missed the basketball. What's up? Jason Tatum. I don't don't necessarily live in the round numbers, though. Got you. On one one of mine, I might have a four-player segment instead of a five-player segment. Okay. And I just leave it at that. Okay, all right, I'll go with that. Who you got coming out of the East? I got Milwaukee. I, and it's, like, going to analytics, um, the, the no, recipe is top 10 offense, top 10 defense. They don't have top 10 offense right now, but we know mm-hmm. that they can't turn it on. We know right. that they can't turn it on. This might be the, the second exception in the last 20 mm-hmm. years. So right. I got them coming out the East. I want to disagree with you, but I can't. I'm at that place right now with Milwaukee, although I will say this, and I said this early on first take on ESPN. I said, I think Philly got a chance to take Milwaukee, Mm -hmm. but Boston appears to be Philly's kryptonite for some reason. Every year. So so, so the East appears very interesting in that regard. Who you got out West? That's the tough part, man. That is the super tough part. Wild, wild West. Wild, wild West. I can see five teams. I can see five different teams. I I don't have more confidence one team over the other. For a lot of the season, I was very Denver Nuggets heavy. This last two weeks got me a little bit scared about them. Yeah. All right, give me your five. Give me your five teams out of the West then. Okay, give me your right. five. Yep. So 
Um, I, you know what? Denver is probably number two behind the Suns because I believe that Kevin Durant's going to come back and we saw him come back from injury over the last couple of years. It's yeah. never no adjustment period for Kevin. He come in, no. he going to hope. So I think yeah. they might be my favorite. Um, and the way it's set up right now, them versus Denver might be the second round. You know what I'm saying? So right. I, I, whoever wins that series might be my pick to win gotcha. the Western Conference. But I just see so many people um, putting Nikola Jokic in the pick and roll, especially that team with Book, with Kevin, right. with Chris Paul. It's going to be hard for them to defend that. So, I, you know what? If you ask me right now who is my favorite to win the West, I'm going to go Phoenix. I'll so would it. I. But I asked you your five because you said it's like five <laughs> teams. So yeah. I'm telling you, give me my five. Okay. I got so you. Go, you, Denver and Phoenix, we both agree there. Give cool. me a third. Um, as, as much as we just talked about the pressure on them, I think that after that four-game loser streak, after getting Russell Westbrook, they've been looking damn, damn good. So I might have the Clippers on, on like, number four. Okay. Uh, and I, I still need I three and five. I still need three and five. Oh, okay. Okay. Matter of fact, I'll put them at three. I'll okay. put the Clips at three. Okay. As crazy in no as it sounds. In no particular order. No particular order, Kenny. I'm just looking for your top five teams in the West. As crazy as it sounds, if they can get Braun back. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. Yes. I think if the Lakers, if, if, if Lakers could get Braun back. Listen, you listen, you'll beat Minnesota in the play-in. And then, who is it, Oklahoma City or whomever. You'll beat them. And then you go in the first round. Yeah. You go in the first round of the playoffs, and that's where I got a problem. But I'm telling you this, as much as I like Denver, Jokic against a focused Anthony Davis, I like the Lakers' chances. Yeah, in the bubble. Anthony Davis at the game like winner it. against them. Right. Yeah. Kenny, um, how old are you, man? How old I'm are you, 26. Kenny? 26. He's 26 years of age. What do you want to do, man? What do you want to do? I mean, based on what you're doing and the kind of noise that you're making um, in, in, in the basketball stratosphere specifically, but obviously beyond that with baseball as well, with all your followers on YouTube, what are you hoping for, man? Well, to be honest with you, Stephen A., I, I want to do do something similar to what you're doing. Okay. Where as far as, I mean, you love your work. I love my work as far as I'm working and I'm, I, I have a voice in the world as far as the sports world. I mean, you're, you're doing basketball, you're doing everything. And I'm not mm -hmm. there just yet. You know, my, my past has been basketball and I'm I'm getting into those other sports. But I, I want to continue to have a platform where I can talk these things. Um, I don't know if TV traditionally is, is for me, you know, but, but it's always evolving. One of the reasons why I feel like I have been able to do what I've done over a long period of time is I'm mm -hmm. taking it one day at a time. Taking mm -hmm. it one day at a time. Um, I got you. And so my goal right now could be different in 24 hours, honestly. Mm, I got you. Well, let me tell you something. First of all, I'm going to bring you back on come playoff time. Okay. That's number one. We're going to do that, number one. And number two, I'm going to leave here in the next 24 hours. I'm going to talk to the bosses. I'm going to plan on having you on first take. I'm gonna have a plan on having you on first take. We gonna we gonna come on we gonna come on first take on playoff time and stuff like that. Let the world see you and what you're doing, man. I'm proud of you, man. Keep up the great work. Let's definitely keep in touch, and definitely I'm gonna have you back on at the very least here and likely first take as well. Come playoff time, man. All the best to you, my brother. That's love, man. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. You take it easy. Did you know that last year the S&P 500 went down 20%? Bitcoin went down almost 60%. But gold not only didn't lose money, but went up a few percentage points. So far this year, gold has been steadily rising and silver is up almost 30% in the last six months. 
Experts predict gold will continue to skyrocket this year, and you don't want to miss out. That's because gold protects you from inflation and market volatility. Gold and silver should be a part of every balanced investment portfolio. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust when it comes to investing in precious metals. What I like about LPM is they have an education-first approach. Making investing decisions can be overwhelming, but their team takes the time to answer all of your questions and give recommendations based on your personal situation. Call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-257-3080 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com to download your free investing guide. Don't leave your finances to chance. Be informed. Contact my friends at Legacy Precious Metals. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? That was a great, great conversation with the one and only Kenny Beecham. Uh, King of the fourth quarter. I encourage everybody to listen to all his YouTube channels, but especially the basketball stuff he was spewing because the man knows what he's talking about. I actually really, really enjoyed that conversation with him. Paying attention to analytics. He's not dismissing it. That's important to point out. Wants to be a bit positive and get folks to to focus on the games. But I had to sit up there and that old school mentality had to kick in and and, and make sure that, that we dissected the difference between negativity and truth. Sometimes you're just telling the truth. It's not about negativity. You know, you got a paying customer out there. You know, they're expecting to see what they came to see. And when you got cats that are taking off or don't feel like or you don't feel like they're putting forth a full-fledged effort. I didn't mean to call out Anthony Davis. I love Anthony Davis. I think he's a good dude. And I think he's a star. And when he's on the court and healthy, he's clearly one of the stars. But damn it, LeBron James is out. LeBron James is out. You can't have LeBron James out with Beasley and Vanderbilt and D'Angelo Russell on the basketball court. With Schroeder and everybody else playing, and you like, yo, I played the night before. I'm going to sit. I don't give a damn what the Lakers told you. I don't care what the Lakers said. You cut, you cashing a check, ain't you? In the April, the rate y'all going, you're going to have six months off. LeBron is out. You're that guy. You're that guy. And so I just wanted to modify Kenny Beecham's thinking in that regard because I wanted to let him know, yo, pointing something like that out ain't negative. You get into people's personal life, that's negative. You're telling their personal business, that's negative. You're harping on stuff that has nothing to do with sports, that's negative. But if you are a sports figure and you perform in a public platform and you ain't measuring up to snuff, Telling the truth ain't negative. Damn it, hopefully it's positive. Hopefully it serves as a source of inspiration. So that's what I want to say to Kenny. And I think he got that message. He also agreed with me that my list that he criticized was not that bad. CP3, James Harden. MB, Kawhi Leonard. They all belonged on that list. He agreed with me there. Jokic. He didn't disagree with Jokic. 
You, if you win back-to-back-to-back league MVPs and you don't have an NBA Finals to show for it, damn it, that ain't negative. That's reality. But I like Kenny because he does know his basketball. And I meant what I said. I'm going to invite him back on. Hell, I might bring him on first take on ESPN2. Not on ESPN2. I mean ESPN2 as in T-O-O, not the number two. Might bring him on both places. I like him. It's all about, listen, the blessings that come from the success that I have been blessed and fortunate enough to reach is that I don't have to be insecure. What's wrong with help? I wish somebody would have helped me out like that at age 26. Now, I got a lot of help in my life. Some earlier, some later, but from a career perspective, Wow, at age 26, doing the things that he's done. Ladies, I can sit up there. Ladies and gentlemen, I can sit up there and look like I'm doing him a favor. Let me tell you something right now. He's doing it on his own. Five YouTube channels. Hell, I just started one. He got five. I'm in my 50s. This brother's in his 20s. Hell, we're looking out. I'm looking up. I'm looking up to him. Yes, your young whippersnappers out there, there are elder statesmen around who do look at you and go like this. You deserve to be looked up to. When you're respectful and knowledgeable and you put your head down and you focus and you put in the work and you work hard and you're excellent at what you do, people will take notice. And I personally have taken notice of Kenny Beecham. Kenny Beecham's a nice dude. Very knowledgeable about the sport of basketball. He ain't the only one. I'm quite sure there's a lot of y'all out there. And guess what? I'm going to be looking for y'all. And while I'm looking for y'all, I'm going to be talking to y'all. And when I'm talking to y'all, I'm going to see what your mentality is, what your focus is, what kind of work ethic that you have inside yourself. How committed you are to being recognized as one of the very best while being professional and respectful and showing decorum. Because that's what it takes to succeed in the real world. There's plenty of people who are very knowledgeable. But they don't know how to damn act and nobody will give them a chance. There's plenty of people who are focused and put in that work. But don't want to be professional. Don't want to follow rules and regulations. They want to march to their own beat and their own drum. Do what they want to do, when they want to do it, how they want to do it. While they got their hand out for somebody else's money. That's not what works in the real world. Kenny's doing his thing. And I'm looking forward to talking to him about a lot more basketball in the future. He's got Milwaukee and Phoenix in the finals again. That ain't a bad selection. That ain't a bad pick. Only reason why I'm against Milwaukee is because I would prefer to be in another city in June. That's just me. That's just me. But that don't mean I don't respect the hell out of them and notice and don't recognize the greatness of Giannis Antetokounmpo and the way the team has been playing collectively. They are something to behold. Kevin Durant on the Phoenix Suns with Aiton, CP3, Devin Booker. That's something to behold, too. It's all up for grabs, y'all. It's all up for grabs. And personally, I can't wait to see it unfold. With my man, Kenny Beecham, who's going to be back on No Mercy's podcast in the future. And likely on first take as well. Thanks again to him. 
for joining the show. I really, really appreciate it. I'm about to get on out of here, but I'll be back in a few days. As always, as I continue to tell y'all, you don't have to know sports to know mercy. But it helps that Kenny Beecham knows sports. I can tell you that much. Certainly helped him today. And I think it's going to help him on many occasions in the future as well. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace and love. I'm out. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts.